0: hi everybody and welcome to the dr psych mom show today we're going to be talking about this thing that women say men want a cookie for doing whatever men want a pat on the head men want applause for doing xyz it's super sexist if you don't want your husband to be sexist or you're like against the patriarchy then stop saying sexist shit right because this doesn't make any sense um and I'll get to why as soon as I tell you to subscribe because I have a lot of awesome subscriber episodes, most recently about whether you and your partner have the same expectations for your empty nester years and what to do if you don't, et cetera. Okay, so a lot of times, nowadays of course used to be different women in my experience say a lot of more sexist shit than um men on average at least on in, among the people that among the men that are open minded enough to come to couples counseling the women say more bad shit about men than the men say about women so you don't want to act like this particularly cuz you're training up the next generation if you have a son you certainly don't want nasty things said about men in the world and if you don't have a son you it's p- possible your daughter will marry a boy and a man and in that case you want the marriage to go well without her having expectations and assumptions that men are stupid and useless right it's commonsensical um so it's also wrong, you know? So if you're somebody who prides yourself on things being, like, right and based on reality, then this this isn't right. You know, I talked about in the shit test podcast, I talked about how men frequently think that women are, like, setting them up through these, like, shit tests, like, to prove their masculinity. And I'm like, no. Uh, women with uh, maybe borderline personality disorder, women do that, but the average woman doesn't think how can I make a test for my husband today? It's just like not real. And it's extremely sexist and misogynistic. But I gave an example. It's like the idea of the man cold. I don't know. I work with so many high achieving men. They don't take days off work like ever. you know? I mean, like if anything, they should be and they're not. They do all the same shit, even the same workout, you know, when they're sick. So the idea of the man cult has like nothing to do with reality. I mean, we're talking about like I work with men who have been in the military. You don't ever take off. You know, the point is that the idea of men being weak and useless or women being uh, manipulative and sly, this should be situated in a prior generation of antiquated stereotypes that people realize no longer have relevance and never really did. Um, so the other one is this idea that when my husband does chores around the house he wants a pat on the head or he wants a cookie and meanwhile I do everything in the whole world without asking for any recognition if this is really true then you got to work on some martyr tendencies yourself because you are not supposed to be doing everything and asking for no recognition. In fact, there was this article making the rounds about like how terrible this man was. You probably saw it on Facebook or something. How terrible this man was because his wife wanted appreciation for being a stay-at-home mom. And he said, why? I don't ask for appreciation for my job. Why would she want appreciation for that? And everybody was on the side of the woman would that be accurate right if you're also supposed to be if it's supposed to be this fake thing that women do everything without ever asking for appreciation then why did she ask for appreciation and why was everybody on her side that he should be appreciating her it doesn't make any sense so how about the idea that both genders want appreciation it may be for very different things so when I work with so so there's multiple parts of a marriage right some involve chores some involve physical intimacy um, some involve myriad other things But I get the same um, uh, response from women when I'm like, can you try to be more intimate with your husband? And then they'll come to session and be like, oh, look, I hugged him one more time this week. And I'm like, oh, good. You know, like, great. We're making some progress. But isn't that wanting a cookie, too? Like, I mean, isn't that wanting appreciation and recognition for going outside your comfort zone in a way that's perceived as very small to the other party? It's not like the man thinks that's so awesome that she's hugging him one more time a week. Just like if he does one more load of laundry a week, she's not going to think it's so awesome. But if people do not give one another appreciation for incremental change, then why would the person continue to try to get outside their comfort zone in the absence of any recognition or appreciation? This is both genders, and you can see it in your children of both genders. There's no gender that wants mommy to say good job after they master something more than another gender. That's just how it is. Like Kids and then adults want to be recognized and appreciated for going outside their comfort zone, for learning a new skill, for doing something that was hard you know and this is not um it is not helpful to say things like oh every time my husband does a chore he he mentions it every time i do a chore i don't mention it but what do you mention that you do you may mention that you mowed the lawn if you think that that is not inside your you know purview and it's some other thing that you did there's very few men that are announcing every chore that they did unless the woman tells them that they don't do anything Right. Now, there are some people who ask for appreciation for every single little thing that they do. And that's in both genders. Those are people who tend toward, you know, insecurity and they're very kind of annoying, you know. And I I talked about being whiny. And um, like I talked in a podcast about men who express emotions too much. And by being whiny, you know, and getting to that end of the spectrum. But like that is something in both genders also where people can be you know, kind of whiny and ask for a lot of um, praise. And that's called preoccupied attachment. People that need infinite reassurance uh, that the person is recognizing them and, and they always want a quote cookie or a quote pat on the head. And that's an attachment style. That attachment style is not unique to one gender you know and so anything and I'm, i i talk about gender differences a lot there are biological gender differences particularly with sex drive with anxiety and depression uh with with parenting even you know there's been studies that show that men parent different than women but And that's worse. (laughs) Don't jump on that. You know, Um, it's just different. So the the point is here that if if you have told yourself, oh, my husband wants a cookie every time he does something and he's so useless, laying around all the time with a man cold and then periodically he's getting up to ask for a cookie um, or of appreciation for doing the smallest little thing. Just like, just leave, you know, like if if you really feel that bad about your husband and he is so completely useless and you, you don't see it as a problem that that's your perspective, I mean, of course, I would entreat you to go to couples counseling, individual therapy, work through some of the issues that are going on. But if if that's your end point, let's say you have done couples counseling, you have done individual therapy, and you still look down on your husband that much, it is not helping anybody for you to stay with him because your kids are learning that mom is the only adult and that mom is the only smart one and that dad is a useless sack of shit that is a very, very toxic worldview. It will make the boys have terribly low self-esteem themselves and as much as they identify with their father um, subconsciously, that's their male role model, and the girls will learn that, you know, women are supposed to be um, contemptuous martyrs and that's not going to do well in their later relationships. So, uh, of course, I do not think that's where most people have to end up. I think that the majority of women who feel like this uh, struggle with trust issues. They likely saw a very, difficult relationship growing up in which a mother was a martyr and was treated poorly by a father with self-absorbed tendencies or childlike tendencies. And this was amplified by the mother being an overfunctioner. So she trained a little girl up who then becomes the woman and the woman that uh, is in the marriage that I'm describing, who is an overfunctioner and martyr and who treats the man kind of like a useless child and also was originally drawn primarily to men who were like that The boyfriend with a very messy apartment or who could never keep a job or whatever. And because that's kind of where your sense of self-esteem is located is in doing everything and being everything. But then, of course, over time, that leads to resentment, you know, and because, of course, you're doing everything. So if that's the dynamic that you're in, and I've described it frequently, like even like the CEO wife and the resentful employee husband in one of my podcasts, um, then you need to go to couples counseling and probably individual counseling to interrogate your um, you know, biases that Men are stupid and useless and women are the ones who run the world or whatever. Because in the inverse, you would despise this. If men, there's so many men, right, with stay-at-home wives that do very little because they are the over or workhorses. And they were always drawn to women that needed to be rescued, that have various issues and that are not, um, you know, very very competent in the world and they put those women in a childlike role the same as you put your husband into a childlike role this is so equivalent across genders it has nothing to do with gender what it has to do with is one partner of either gender who is an overfunction or martyr coupled with another partner who has low self-esteem and who generally struggles with their um you know with with uh basic life skills quite honestly and so in the beginning one rescued the other and then as things go forth, and especially once kids come into the picture, the rescuer over function or workhorse person starts to become increasingly angry with and contemptuous of the more childlike person, particularly as they start to kind of resent their own choice of this person when they see that this person is really unable to contribute to a household. The person is unable to contribute to a household, not only because of their own issues, which were there in some ways in the, in the beginning as well, but but also because of their um, continued uh, involvement in a dynamic in which they're looked down on and can't really do anything to the other person's specifications and standards. So this is a very, very um, common dynamic, like my Mr. Perfect and his crazy wife, and then the the wife who does everything, the martyred wife and the man-child husband. Those are the gender... those are gender equivalent, you know, like those are across gender. Each of those is is the The same thing, you know, they are equivalent and they don't really have to do with gender. They manifest slightly differently, which is why I wrote different articles for them. But overall, it's one person who's a martyr over functioner and the other person who has terribly low self-esteem and can, quote, never do anything right. So if you are locked in a dynamic where you feel that your husband is just useless and doesn't do anything, and this is how men are, it would also be useful to examine the ways that you were trained to think about men, because this is what you're going to pass on to your daughters and your sons you know and I say daughters first because people usually think that they don't think about it as saliently if they don't have a son as soon as women have a son that they love then they're like uh kind of they they go one of two ways either they deeply interrogate their own biases about men that's a best case scenario um or they just decide that their son is uniquely different and he's like a, a prince among boys but all other boys suck. Or, unfortunately, some women just treat the, the son worse than the daughters because they hate men and they've never interrogated it. So you don't want to be in any of these situations. You want to be in the first one, rather. You want to be in the one where you, if you do have anti-male biases that you learn at home, you learn to work through them, see their origin, usually in the relationship between your parents. And usually such women are raised by mothers who have a very similar belief system of looking down on men. Could be completely valid to the mom. She could have been abused. There's so many women, by the way, who have mothers that had sexual trauma and were then raised by a woman who... Very understandably hates and fears men, but then pass this down to the woman, who then becomes like, um, you know, trapped in this same belief system, despite herself not having those experiences. She was just parented by somebody who did. This is intergenerational transmission of trauma. So, the the point is, there are very few instances that I see of a quote man cold, and these people that have the man cold. There's an equivalent number of women who have a woman cold, you know, who have a chronic pain and chronic this and chronic that and can never get up. I'm, I'm not saying shit about it. I have migraine. I've struggled with depression myself. I understand that that's real. But then if there's men who are felled by a cold, that's real too. Those people struggle too. They probably struggle with depression, quite honestly. And the cold is just the last thing that tips them over the edge into non-functional. You know, there are stronger, physically stronger and physically weaker people. There are mentally stronger and mentally weaker people. And by weaker, it's not like um, stupider, (laughs) like that might sound. But it's people who struggle more, who had more difficult upbringings, more exposure to trauma. You know, there are different ways that both men and women can act in response to a stressor that have nothing to do with gender at all. So, um, hopefully this was interesting. It gave you a little bit of a different perspective. If you have just kind of tossed off these things like, oh, um, you know, man colds, he can't find his way out of a paper bag. He needs me to do this. He needs me to do that. He doesn't even know where this is or that is this all like really like anti-male stuff. If you really are with a person that is extremely low functioning like this, That was there from the beginning, and it would be most useful to go to couples counseling and interrogate the inception of of this dynamic, your contribution to it, your partner's contribution to it, the families of origin in both cases, which set you up to get into this sort of dynamic, and ways to get out of the dynamic that are going to be outside of both people's comfort zones, such as the overfunction or martyr of either gender, allowing the other person space to try and potentially fail as they learn which is usually difficult for a perfectionistic um uh, martyr over functioner you know to see the laundry done poorly a couple times before it's done well as though there's poorly and well i mean if the shit is clean it's clean but you know that's just my perspective anyway um hope you guys got something out of this please do subscribe the next one will be a subscriber only episode i don't know what it'll be about yet but i'm sure it will be quite fascinating as per usual and i'll talk to y'all soon